Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Hi. Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bed sheets or skincare or jewelry, Shopify's with you every step of the way. Hello. Now, open your eyes. Feel ready to start and grow your business. With Shopify, you'll get the tools you need to nurture your growing business and feel the same satisfaction as listening to this ad. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Simply start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com free22. Shopify.com free22. This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. Yo! What is going on everybody? Welcome back to the Project Manga Podcast where we cover Sakamoto Days, Mission Yozakura Family, Jujutsu Kaisen, My Hero Academia, and One Piece week to week. Back this week covering Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 31. I am your host, Eagle. And I'm Melo Yenis. And uh, apologies for the late episode this week. Scheduling has kind of been a nightmare lately, and also I was going through some health issues as well. I actually have COVID right now, so it's tough. But uh, I digress. As always, before we get started, go ahead and take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts, such as Twitter, online communities like Discord, audio listening platforms to consume the podcast on, as well as uh, the link to our Patreon if you would like to support what we do even more so than you know you do by just watching the video. So, um, also keep letting us know in the comment section what series you would like to see on the show for the sixth spot on the roster. Now that um, Ayashimon is out of there, so we'll be putting up a poll on Twitter and stuff later on. But uh, it helps to let us know you know which series should be in the running. So keep putting comments down in the comment section, letting us know in the Discord, on the Twitter, all that. And with all that said, um, oh, also timestamps down in the description box as well you can use to navigate through the video and avoid spoilers for series you are not current in yet. And with all that said, what a fantastic weekend jump. It's I'm, a good uh, one. Well, that's a short one, but, you know, so still, uh, still, still pretty good. It, we're missing definitely a couple series that, uh, you know, hurts to be missing, but... 
Um, yeah, I don't know. What did you think was the strongest chapter overall? And what did you think of the week? Oh, man. You know, not to sound like a broken record, but I really enjoyed the My Hero Academia chapter. Like, I know some people ragged on it a little bit, but, like, I really liked it. Uh, I think of the three, I'd say that it was My Hero, Sakamoto Days, and then, like, Yozakura Family. Mm. Nice. Um, for me, personally, I guess, you know, chalking it up to purely the content within the chapter, like, I would say it's between Yozakura Family and My Hero for me. Mm-hmm. Um, only because the content feels a little more fresh like the what we got in my hero feels like reinforcement of past things which also feels good but um in yozakura family we we just get like new dialogue new bonds reinforced Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that so um new characters introduced that we've wanted, you know, since a couple chapters ago to, to learn their names and shit. So I think I'd have to give it to the Ozakura family. Um, but a really strong week overall, even though it is very short in terms of what we cover, anyway. Yeah, I, I'm excited to, like, see what's cooking, because I am firmly in the camp of don't worry about it, let an author cook. If they do it for health, if they do it for the sake of the story, even better. Like, just let them take their time because I feel like, um, like if you're making food, right? Like, do you cook? Like, like if you guys cook at home or anything like that, if you feel like you're being rushed, you're gonna make a bad meal, right? As opposed to like paying paying attention to what you're making. Like, like the people that I know that are the best cooks, yeah, they work in high stress indus- like industries, but they are good at keeping their calm. That is their biggest muscle. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to see what what comes out next week. Yeah. Well, um, with that being said, why don't we get right into things here with chapter 77 of Sakamoto Days, first chapter of the night. <clears throat> K-I-L-L-I-N-G. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Some in the throat. No worries, man. Um, not a whole lot to this chapter, I feel like. You know, I don't know. We, we only get a couple different perspectives, and we don't really get a whole lot. But I do really like this um, this scene that we start off with. I like how Sakamoto kind of beating up the students actually does get through to them because they are kind of mm-hmm. delinquents, so that makes sense, right? That Well, like, I'm... You know, especially with what the old guy said about, like, oh, you, you use your youth to get through to them, you know? And he's like, oh, was I, was I supposed to whoop their ass the whole time? Like, is that some delinquent shit? Like, I didn't even remember. Is uh, this the trick? No. Yeah, cause and like, it allows but... him to kind of actually have a conversation with them where he can actually get a better grasp on not only how they feel about, like, the situation mm-hmm. in the school, but, like, just how much of a grasp that Slur has gotten over the assassin world and, like, especially this kind of... Oh, this yeah. fledgling assassin world where the up and comers are all, you know, kind of looking at him like Gung-ho. that's the ideology that we should be, you know, following, um, which is crazy. It's interesting to me because, like, it's not like how did this happen, like powers of youth, but literally, like, they they are talking about how 
the most important thing in this industry is skill. They say that on page four, Ooh, and they admire yeah. him for skill. So like Sakamoto, as the as you know Mrs. S, you know won them over by skillfully handing them their asses, and so like they're willing to give them the time of day. And I thought this chapter was like, it wasn't like the most exciting, but it's really important because like I think. I'm a big person for, like, social fabrics, especially in stories, just because of, like, you can only have so many cast members, right? And how they affect each scene can show more. And I, I thought it was interesting that there was, like, a level of hypocrisy, right? Like, there was this moment where they're talking about, like, oh, yeah, they've reduced the assassin population by 80%. You know, they're doing great, but then they're also talking about, like, you know, it's dangerous for one agency to choose who gets to live or die on page five. Mm. And they're like, X is trying to change the world. And then it's just like, well, you know, what is the difference between the JAA and X, right? Slur is just enigmatic, right? They don't know much about him. And so, um, there's actually a psychological thing done where if you give someone like a sentence that is like missing key words to like give it context, people will often fill in their own context and project what they mm -hmm. want onto blank spaces, right? And I, I bet, you know, you're a pretty sociable guy. I bet you have had like a couple young friends that were like super enamored about a person, right? And they're like, oh, they're, they're, they're the best, they're amazing, they're so great, but, like, they don't know anything about them, you know? It's mm -hmm. just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I've had okay. even older people that I know, it's like, they're like, oh, I know this person, I trust this person. I'm like, you have no idea who that person is. Even if you've known them for, like, yeah. and I've said this to people before. They say this in terms of, like, significant others even, you know, uh, relationship experts say, you have no real idea who a person is until you've been with them um for four years and this is on a level as intimate as like a, a significant other you know until you've been with each other for four years like that's when the true comfort sets in and you really kind of start to reveal those mm -hmm. things that you had hidden before and you know that's when most relationships kind of truly get tested is within that time period when both people, you know, are kind of learning a lot of stuff about each other that they didn't know before due to the comfortability setting in. And then your, you know, your true habits and tendencies kind of mm -hmm. come to the surface. And yeah. You can only tamp down on your own personal nature for so long, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have, it's like some people are like, you know, I have the problem with this thing and I, I you know, I just don't do any work involving that thing, right? And then they keep having a problem with that thing. And it's like, they never resolve the one tension. And they're like, no, I'm going to bury it. I'm like, bro, it's part of you. You can't bury it in the basement. It's like a horror movie. Like, psychologically, your problems are always going to break out uh, from the basement and cause a ruckus because it's not being addressed, because it's not being seen. And it wants to be. It's going to be, regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, this, the college dorm thing, like, the kind of, like, it resonated me in the sense that I've lived 
similar conversations on a much more mundane level of like people trying to talk about politics and then being like oh no we want this we want this and i'm like i understand i agree with you on like these like personal stances but the people you're choosing i don't agree with and they're like why not how could you not love this person and i'm like because i don't know them they're not a real person that i can interact with yeah like you think that you're like like it's it's it was like watching some of my friends who are big like harry potter heads be head over heels over elizabeth warren and i was just like they're like big mcgonical vibes snap snap and i'm just like guys i love you this is stupid because it's like it's like treating a politician like a celebrity is is awful right uh and like people use celebrities all the time to like convince people that like oh you like this celebrity then you like this product you like these ideas you like the policies the actions of the group that slur is running right like it's it's weird that he's kind of created like this culture of like mystique to whip up these kids into a frenzy who are showing like ideas of loyalty or at least outward loyalty to the uh principle even if they can't define what the principle is one guy's just like nah dog it's just because they're cool like they just got the juice and i'm about it like fantastic true whereas like some of them are radicalized like amine who is just like hardcore is like hey man no we can't be swayed we gotta we gotta make action we gotta fight like yeah. You know, he's really bought into the whole thing. And he's like, no, no outside influences. This is the one we're listening to. We're not going to listen to anyone else. You know, that's that's uh, that's the tricky stuff. I'm an amen. He looks cold. Dude, this I love his outfit. I would love to wear that outfit, to be honest. I would totally rock the shit out of that outfit. Like, I love elbow patches. Very boho art school. Hell yeah. Oh, I didn't I wonder, even realize that was an elbow patch. I thought it was part of the kanji. The katakana. Oh? Nope. I thought, elbow I thought patch. it was like an accent. That's crazy. I think um, it's an elbow patch. So yeah, I'm excited to kind of see how this scene plays out with Sakamoto and them. I wonder if uh, mm-hmm. if he's just like, oh, we should just drop dead, huh? Well, how about we, uh, how about we, you know what I'm saying? What's up? Yeah. Like, cause we could settle it just like I just whooped them with the with all this shit. Like, let's go. We could mm-hmm. we could you know what I'm saying run the run this thirty real quick. That'd be funny. But yeah, no, I'd man. like to see him maybe actually kind of verbal verbal gymnastics this kid down. Straight up, I like, want. Look, see... you don't even know what you're talking about. Real shit. You you're you you're green. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't know shit. You're in high school. Shut the fuck up. Pipe down. <laughs> you're not. You're at an insane occupational college. Come on, man. Can you like, imagine relax. all this? Like, can you imagine all this? Just think back to all the stupid fucking shit that you said about the world with like such absolute conviction, and you thought you were just right, and now looking back, oh, you're just like the worst. Wow, worst kind what of what a fucking idiot. You're just like <laughs> all that stupid shit I said. What the fuck? And so Sakamoto oh, is probably looking at this kid like. You're fucking stupid. Shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> oh, you don't know Just me as an experienced me. like adult looking back like right shut up you shut up dude that's <laughs> so annoying oh i can God. see why nagumo didn't go because he says his biggest pet peeve is righteous justice like yeah. self-righteous <laughs> sense of justice and i'm like yeah these people are convinced that they're right you know um and it's like it's hard to like because people are like oh you need to reason with you know people that are you know aggressive with you for that and i'm like nah dog like if they don't know me and they call me a dog like what beneficial conversation is actually going to be had like Mm -hmm. some people you just need to scrap it out and right i think amine's in that camp like he's solid he's immediately calling us like dog like not even treating them like like uh you know they're just stupid teachers you know invalidating their occupation then dehumanizing that kind of stuff it's like they're ready to see everybody as the enemy, right? Like, mm-hmm. he sums it up. It's like, they're just a dog. You old folks need to step back. And then, not even, like, in you know, like, it's like, after you step back, what then? It's just like, nah, y'all all should just drop dead. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to reason to that kid. Just stomp his ass. I think this is just pretty much what's going to happen. I think, she, I think that, like, Sakamoto's going to stomp his ass. Is he going to kill him? No, because Sakamoto. Right. Still keeping promises good husband but like not gonna be pretty it's <laughs> about to whoop I'm, this kid's ass give him the give him the pause real quick put the pause on him like do just enough holding back so that they're conscious while you like lecture them that's what i'm there for just fucking like yeah just force feeding him the noodles like washboarding him with the noodles <laughs> <laughs> Some. I um I guess moving into this latter half of the chapter, unless you had anything else to touch on in that first scene. Um, I thought it was interesting that I don't remember who said it, but I think we touched it in the previous chapter talking about like, like how do tu- how were the tuitions paid? You know what I mean? Like how do the tuitions pay? And they're like they take thirty yeah. percent of your work, and if it's and I was just like thinking, I was like, man. Because, like, some of my, my uh, old classmates, they still haven't paid. Like, I've been out of school for, like, ten years. They still haven't paid any of their student debt, like, at all. And I'm just like, huh, how would that work in the assassin role? And they're like, they'll send the order to kill you. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. I just think it's hilarious. It's like, man, like, we've had this whole, like, thing. It's like, the order, it's super serious. It's so tough. So scary. Elite. Hitman. Around around the world, you know, it is the most coveted council and you know the trusted weapon uh, of of the organization. And they're like, yeah, they're getting student loan de- <laughs> debt collection, just wiping these nerds. Hmm. And yeah, I was just I like, huh, know. that's a little uh, ignoble. I don't know. Well, so it sounds like I guess they don't even. There is no tuition technically, but they they're gonna forever take thirty percent of anything that you make. Um. As an assassin. Oh, that's in perpetuity. Yeah. Ooh. I can see why they're pissed. Perpetuity, baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's no. Funny. Hey. I heard you know um, yeah. one of the major television stations, like TBS or CBS or... No, no, because not CBS, because that's... um, That's Ted Turner or whatever, the dude with the mustache. But uh, I think TBS then. Back in the day, there was like a a deal that was made 
for a major TV deal that was made for one of the first stations and um, the verbiage in the contract, it's like, it's hailed as one of the greatest business contracts in history to this day um, because the verbiage in the contract states that they will get royalties or, or, you know, paid for this and such that in perpetuity, which basically means like forever until the end of time, as long as you're making money on this shit, we're getting paid on it. And, um, I forgot exactly who I heard it like offhandedly on a podcast that I listened to. It just got brought up, but the people imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Are, are the benefactors of the contract every year they host a party and like they get they get a bunch of t-shirts and hats and banners made that say in perpetuity <laughs> so the fact that you said that just fucking brought that into my mind and just i had to bring it up all it came back. Part. i was just thinking about how relatable how pissed off these kids are because like I paid a shit ton of my student loans and fuck all of that. Mm-hmm. That is like private student loans is a company even scummier than health, uh, privatized health care. And they're both awful. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I totally get it. Screw the system. Burn it all down. Let's go Slayer. Like, I can see the appeal. But... At the same time, it's just like systemic change doesn't happen like that without it curdling. You know what I mean? Like Gojo in Jujutsu Kaisen said it best. He's like, hey man, like, yeah, I could just wipe out my entire opposition and run the world the way I want to run the world. But if I do that, the world I make isn't going to be any different true yeah you know it's just a flip of like things like if you have to take that's why i like people that do like confederate flags and stuff and stupid stuff they're like we're gonna the south rise again or some stupid stuff and i was like bro shut up you're so much less organized you're not gonna fix anything like this is why no one takes you seriously well, I don't know. I don't know that I would apply that across the board as a whole, because I'm sure there's some, you know, yeah. oh, tactical thinkers, of course. There's some people everywhere. coming out of the southern area of the United States who are, you know, oh no, smart doctors, this, that, the third, whatever. But oh, absolutely. In terms of never... like the South seceding again and instigating a second civil war, it's like calm the fuck down, bro. I like, think it would be just like, just chill the fuck out. Okay, just calm the fuck down. What Mm -hmm. the fuck? Oh, my God. Just shut up. That's another thing where it's just like, just shut up. Shut the fuck up. What are you still talking about? It's the other face of slur, right? You know, they're just like, because they're just like, oh, yeah, we like this guy. He's killed off like 80% of the assassination population. I'm like, no, if anybody like showed up, it's like, 
hey, I'm part of a population and 80% of me disappeared because of one person and like maybe 12 other people, I'd be like, no, fuck those people. Get rid of them. I don't care if I'm not the target. I'm gonna be. Yeah. Ah, man. I really liked the kind of like wholesome car interaction. Yeah. Initially. Yeah, I think Nagumo is like you know, if not already, honestly, fastly becoming one of my favorite characters in the series. He just exudes like that air of confidence, badassness, but also like while being so aloof, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Such an awesome like character dynamic and um, that in combination with his, you know, childlike aesthetic where he's always just seems like he's having so much fun. And he's just Very like breezy, jovial. He's like, "Oh, you want some pockies? What up? Oh, shit's popping off. Here, let me get on top of the car. Go in here real quick. Just rah, 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 slash all their necks in half a second, and now uh, we're clean." Dude, that fight was amazing. I was I don't even like, know if he... "You can call it a fight, man." I mean, that sweep was clean. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That one side. I also love that he was... did. One-sided. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that, like, Nagumo, for as chaotic as he is, still light, like seems to enjoy following the rules. Like, because he'll uh, send the Morse code on, like, the card to spell killing. You know? He's mm-hmm. following, like, the rules of the road as well as the rules of an assassin. And then, like, yeah, he used a die to, like, choose how someone killed him. Like, that could be seen as a very chaotic thing, but, like, at the same time, using a die to distill, like, infinite choice into six options and then following the rule, even if it's not convenient for you, is still, like, I would say lawful, right? Like... Yeah. Like, they're following the rules of their own game, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, not as uh, chaotic as they seem. And it kind of... You would think that increases your skill as an assassin, like, you know... Because with any, with any assassination, you would imagine you know, you're sitting there kind of like, okay, these are the options that I have, these are the routes that I can take, you know, this, this is plan, you know, plan A would be the easiest route to take, plan C, B, you know, D, E, whatever... So if he's taking, you know, saying, okay, these are the probably the best six options. Now I roll the dice. Whichever one comes up, whether it's the easiest or the most difficult, I got to make a plan to uh, enact it that way. You know, which mm-hmm. you, you would think polishes his skills more so as an assassin more than it hinders him. Obviously, well, it hinders I mean... him in the sense that, you know, some jobs might be harder because of it. But it's only going to hone his skills more at the end of the day. I do agree that skill or like whatever like scenario is, you know, like skill, that level of skill offers him like a lot of like, like wiggle room, a lot of freedom to choose how he wants to execute things. Um, And I think it's just, you know, the straight, I hate saying power difference, but just straight difference in abilities. Mm. Um goes there i mean you can see in any arena right like if, if if you go for like if there's an extreme difference of wealth there's you know you know don't have any worries if you are in a in a 
you're doing a sport and you are particularly athletic, you know, if there's a difference in that, you know, you have the freedom to choose which plays you're going to make as opposed to, well, I'm not very fast. Well, son, you're a linebacker, okay? Like, (laughs) if you're not fast, you got to be tough. Yeah, definitely. Um... So, I, go, go ahead. I just wanted to touch on, like, some of the older generations reflecting about, like, school and, like... Uh, one moment. On page 10 and 11 here. I had to clear my throat. Oh, no worries. Um, but, like, Shishiba's talking about how he dropped out on page 11, and they mm-hmm. were talking about, like, Osagirius was like, yeah, no, you didn't even really go to an assassin school. You were just this murderous... I love that she's from the farm, and it just, like, it's trending right now, right? Goth farm girl, like, it's there. Yeah. Osagiri is, is manga's goth farm girl, and it's it's hilarious to me. That's... But other than that, uh, that's really all I had to say. I was just like, I just liked the fact that they were, um, like, different in their, like, things. Because they're talking about, like, you know, people, the kids in the JCC, they only see one way of doing things, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, we have to go to this school, and then we have to, like, you know, pay this money for the rest of our lives, and we'll never get out of this debt. And then, the, like, Osagiri's like, yeah, I was from a farm. And she, she was like, I dropped out, and I'm part of the guys that, like, kick your asses for money. So, like, you know. Right. I just found that, like, deeply ironic. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know that I really had much else for this chapter. I guess uh, rest in peace, these fucko assassin guys in the car, man. They're out of there. Oh, they're tapped. At least they were given, like, chiseled jawlines, but that's about it. They got their shit slashed expeditiously, bro. Buddy hopped in the car. He's like, shoot him down. Where? where Gets yoinked out the fucking car on some Batman shit. Mm. Then he's just sitting in the fucking whip with him. They're like, huh? Just get fucking, oh, my God. Nagumo's so nasty, man. Nagumo is fucking death on the wind. The thing that I was really interested was his finger tattoos. 201%, Um, I saw that. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I was like, what does that mean? Like, is that a level of earnestness that he tries to embody? Or is this part of, like, an equation that, like, further, you know, personifies his, uh, you know, ideals? Something like that. Or it could be just the classic tattoo idea of, it looked cool. I wanted it. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. I'm wondering. He has math It looks like the one on his left stuff. hand says 301. If you zoom in. Oh, yeah. Oh. Interesting, interesting. So, he's about overcoming limits. And also, like, the idea, I remember the Fibonacci spiral, which is about, like, exponential growth. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah, that's really all I have for Sakamoto, uh, Sakamoto Day is today. Yeah, I think that's all I had as well.
Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get right into chapter 136 of Mission Yozakura Family, the Gold Rank Spy Meeting Part 2. And um, I love, love, love the big dick energy that we get from Kyoichiro, like, at the beginning and, you know, the middle, kind of the, basically throughout the chapter, really. Um, and especially paired with his dialogue about the Yozakura family being the greatest spy family in the world. And that leaving one random organization won't cause them to falter, which was gas. You could tell that he, like, wasn't totally being truthful because he is kind of upset about the situation being that Izumo is kind of the president. And mm -hmm. uh, he makes that clear in some dialogue to him in, you know, in kind of the middle portion of the chapter. Um, but my point is, like, I love that energy so much from Kyoichiro. And um, I guess when I, as long as I brought Izumo up, I also really did love that he was able to talk Kyoichiro down as easily as he was, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I like the reinforcement of that of their best friend dynamic through like Tayo's dialogue about how normally once uh, Kyoichiro loses his temper, it's like impossible to calm him down. Right. Um, but yeah, sorry to jump around a little bit, but that like, I just, I really love a lot of this chapter, man. Like I said, it was kind of, I thought maybe even my chapter of the week here. So. Oh man. <clears throat> it, because like, I absolutely agree. Massive, just main character energy from Kuichiro, just like, and it makes sense because like, if you're part of an organization and it's willing to expel you, what benefit is it part of their organization, right? Like, because like, if you're part of like a group like that and you're all assassins and killers, like you, the only reason is for the, to be part of that is so that it has your back. And the moment it doesn't have your back, it's almost like a breach of that social contract. And it's just like, yeah. if we left the organizations, you would cause reprisals. So it's really business and like standard practice for if you pull your backs on us, we will hurt you. Like, right? Because yeah. like, you could, but like, it's easier for an organization to get away from it because it is a bunch of people as opposed to the family, which is a much smaller, condensed council of human beings. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Kyoichiro's like, hey, if any of you, if any of you ex vote to expel us for shits and giggles, bro, just know it's on site, bro. Like, we're, I'm throwing hands. And Ryu's like, oh, if you attack us, like, you know what I'm saying, it's going to look worse on you. And he's like, you think I give a shit, bro? I will fucking jaw your bitch ass right now. You're I've been already expelling us. You've been all over my brother for fucking 10 years. Mm -hmm. Shinzo just getting, getting bodied by this dude. Amazing. No, I really liked uh, Kai's ability to, like... Because, like, I know they talk about, like, the super high perception, and I love that they're using that kind of, uh... The idea of, like, a friend knows who you are, right? Yeah. Like, can recognize certain things about you, especially if they know you very intimately. I know we touched on this, like, you know, just last segment, about how it takes, like, several years to, like, really know a person. Mm-hmm. 
And I just like that the Kai was just like, oh yeah, no, you did more cologne. And it's in your hair, which means you were nervous. And like, that's crazy to like notice all those little things. Very Sherlock Holmes, top-notch spy president stuff. That's like exactly what I wanted. And I definitely remember saying that I didn't think it was going to break out into a fight because of the president talking down Kiichiro. Mm. Um, yeah, I think... The snacks, though, seem like a big point. I don't exactly recall. It's on page I'm fairly eight. sure that that's, like, their favorite snack. I'm pretty sure. That might even be the snack that um, Kyoichiro tells Tayo to go to the grandma in order when he wants to talk to Izumo. Yeah, and so I feel like there is a meaning of him opening up the snack, right? Like, because when he does, he's like, Kai, wait, what second? You know, like, what does that mean? And so it's like, I don't know, maybe like one of those code things where it's just like, I brought you this snack every single week, and then you never eat it because you don't like it but i just give it to you so that like you know that's the sign that i want to talk to you You eating it is like a sign of like you wanting me to talk to you that kind of thing you know what i mean yeah i was looking to see if kyoichiro ever took one and ate it but he doesn't Mm-hmm. yeah we get uh big empathy vibes big friend vibes from from izumo here talking about how amazing you know, cut. going to uh all these extra lengths and and all these you know to even self-harm right uh to just mm-hmm. put the family on his back and and act like they're rock in this time of turmoil you know um and he's like you've done so much up to this point like why ruin it just by turning up here at this meeting now and like attacking ryu attacking shira whatever mm-hmm. you know I loved it. Um, and like page six, amazing thing. I loved the idea that like he like because like Black Spider's been like Black Steel Spider's just been like OP forever, right? Yeah. And so seeing it be undone with a box cutter was just like that's super cool. Oh yeah. Like having it frayed. Yeah, I would expect I would expect that of Izumo too, because like you said, it's just like friends know friends, and he knows Kyoichiro's black spider. So he's like, "I got your shit. All I need is an exacto knife with two of the fucking things out." And if you've used an exacto knife, you know like how small of a blade he was working with, and he sliced all these threads. You know what I'm saying? Them motherfuckers are sharp, though. They are sharp, sharp as fuck. Sharp. Oh, yeah, they're man. they're not. To be played with for real. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the uh, kind of the parallel champion, like the parallel spies, right? Like, because we talked about like Ryu. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that the, the Cyber Demon Lord Giga and Doctor Mozu. I thought I'd love that we got their nameplates finally, and um, I thought it was Ooh, awesome well. that we were kind of right in our speculations about their. Um, their field of expertise, I would say, in the in the mm-hmm. assassin field, where 
you know, Cyber Demon Lord Giga's like, eh, 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 yeah, if you can't capture him in three days, let us let me hack into Xion's database. And then this other dude's like, uh, oh, yeah, let me take a bunch of Nanao's research data, too. Ah, ah. And they're fucking just talking shit. So, yeah, no, I love that He was mean part. and cut all ties with me. And I'm like, bro, you probably did some messed up shit because right. like, Nanao doesn't. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from. Some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy, so we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's Al. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. It's such a sweet boy. Horrifying child. But like, this is such that, a sweet This boy. is that, uh, he's that unethical one. You know what I'm saying? He's, like, the, he's, like, he's the one. He's human rights violation way back. Yeah. His hair is so big because it's full of sin. Right. <laughs> Full of sin, oh my god. Hell yeah. Man. Um, I think it's interesting that Hulong, the really like proper looking lady, was Kengo's teacher. Mmm, yeah. Yeah, which makes me wonder who Cosmos Aki Zakura is supposed to be. Affiliated and with? Yeah, like, who they're supposed to kind of be a match for, right? Mm. Because we've got Futaba's, like, you know, military-industrial complex buddy. We've got the newspaper guy for Shinzo. And it just makes you wonder, like... And we got the president for Koichiro. So I wonder who Cosmos is so supposed to, like, reflect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think uh, all that's left is Tayo, right? Or Mitsumi. Um, I'm really bad at math. That's my hobby. I play D&D. Why am I bad at math? Mitsumi, I mean, it could be... If any, I was thinking... I don't know. Goliath? <laughs> no. I don't know. It's tough. Well, yeah, if you guys have an idea, let she yourselves just, know. What Cosmos could just kind of be a wild card, you know. Mm, true. Um, man, what did you think about uh, Momo's uh, public apology video? Um, 
It's wild. He's just like so mentally unhinged. Like he just does. He's going back and forth, back and forth. Um, I just wonder what the. I I wonder more so what the request is. It's so abusive, man. Right? Like you you're doing horrible things in front of your family and then killing people for your family causing a trouble for them and then privately apologizing being like oh i'm so sorry mm-hmm. as opposed to like you know because it's only for the gold rank members it's not like a public public apology yeah. or anything like that and it just i I do my best to avoid like celebrity internet celebrity drama. But you see that shit all the time, right? Like you're like, oh, I'm sorry I took a video of, you know, dead people's remains in Japan. Or I'm sorry that I, you know, said the N-word and I'm very sorry and I'll never do it again. It's just how I was raised, you know? It's stuff like that, or like, I'm sorry I sold bathwater that may or may not have uh, actually had zero uh, body person in it. Like, it was just bottled water. Someone did, like, a DNA test or something. I don't know if that's true, but, like... I would believe that, because now it's like girls selling their bathwater now. It's like, what the fuck? Exactly, man. Like, relax. Yeah. Um... But they or like people doing all these public apologies and stuff. They're like, I'm sorry for my personal opinions about like whether Palestine should be free, yada yada yada. And it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, you're a celebrity who doesn't believe that the Holocaust existed. Okay, like I don't know what to tell you. Like, hmm. so that's how I feel about like Momo. It's just you know, it's a. I'm sorry there's consequences and I'm trying to, like, make you feel sympathy for me. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I've had a lot of friends who've dated a lot of abusive fuckers, and it's just like... See that shit over and over again. It's weird how, like, all of them have, like, the same playbook. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Like, what bookstore are they all going to, dude? Like... No idea. Yeah, it's... One that episode of MTV's Pickup Artist in, like, a couple, like, bad decades, and there we are, guys. Yeah, it is fucked up how all abusers kind of have that same playbook. That definitely is crazy. Mm-hmm. And even knowing that, like, you know, these, these like, abusees or these, you know, women, men, whatever, you know, they get caught up in these situations regardless, knowing all that, just because, like, mm-hmm. that mental vulnerability, you know, that's taken advantage of by the abusers. And it's like, it's wild. It's fucking wild. The insecurity that's taken advantage of or whatever, like, yeah. A lot of my family's been involved in a lot of abusive situations like that as well. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, good people trip. have sympathy. It's, it's evil people that view sympathy as a weakness, right? Like... I don't trust people that have, like, like, have abuse allegations, but then also at the same time, I've had people like, why are you giving money to, like, homeless people? And I'm like, bro, I could have been homeless. Like, there's been a couple years where I'm just like, man, I could have just completely fucked up and, like, landed on my ass. Mm-hmm. Hope you get better, man. Like, I'm just trying to show you some of the sympathy that I hope I get later down the line. Yeah. You know? But... 
I don't know. Some people are like, oh, they're going to do it on drugs. And I'm like, bro, I was going to do that on drugs, okay? Like, the money is spent the way it was going to be, meant to be spent. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> What's funny as fuck? For legal purposes, that's a joke. Stay in school, don't do drugs. Um, so... <laughs> Great art, though. Like, Excuse I love so... the eye on six, and I love oh, Kuichiro yeah. in the background on seven. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, that Kyoichiro panel was fire. Him saying, like, mm -hmm. yeah. And that's what I was saying, uh, you know, mm -hmm. where Kyoichiro's really hurt about Izumo, you know, being the president. He's saying, like, you know, yeah, you got that cold-ass ability that lets you see shit. So, like, if you can see shit that well... You know what I'm saying? You know this is all bullshit. You can see that this is a farce, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, and he's like, if you're trying to fucking stop me full, with full knowledge of that, then I ain't even gonna have mercy for you, Kai. Calls him by his first name there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. That was so good. I gas. thought that was really solid. No, that was a great way to, like, turn the conversation back on the organization effectively mm -hmm. i thought that was fantastic i don't really have too much else to say it was a fun chapter very heartfelt um i thought it was crazy um on page nine i really liked the fact that uh he has a very specific pre-mission cologne and it has like a spider on it mm -hmm. and i was like oh that's kind of cool the black spider Mutsumi's but favorite. like, but like, bergamot is one of those like wildflowers that it could like make someone sick, but also can be like you know be used to brew tea. It's basically, it's from the nettle family. Right. And then, but like the name of the plant, uh, the name of the cologne is Oid Ode Toilet. Like the smell of the toilet. Like come on. <laughs> well, no, that's that's uh. That's all perfume and cologne. It, it, really? It, yeah, yeah. Like I I'll, always thought I that was a, a bottle like a out of my parody. closet right now, and I bet you at least one of them would say that. It's Bro, that's nicer crazy. colognes anyway. They all say that on the bottle because for some reason that's just that's what it's called. The thing. Um, well, actually, I have an idea of why that is because Louis the Fourteenth, right? Like that that big fancy era of the French where, like, perfume and stuff was really big, they didn't have indoor, a lot of indoor plumbing. There were still people pissing in, like, vases and, like, chamber pots and pans, and they had maids that would carry that stuff and get rid of it. And everyone has to pee, and everyone has to shit. And, like, like the British Thames was toxic. If someone fell in there, they're like, well, they're gone. <laughs> like, mm. they're basically swimming in sewer. They're toast. Um, and, like, the plague ravaged Europe for a reason, you know? Like, it didn't smell good. And so, perfume, eau de toilette, makes sense. You know, we have the luxury of indoor plumbing, and so, like, for me, eau de toilette, I was like, ah, oh, that's gotta be a joke, right? Like, I know what that translates to, that's, that's, that's comical. But, like, if I take a step back, look at the history, makes sense. Damn, and it's, so they were really just dumping their shit and piss in the river, and, like, that shit was just sinking to the bottom, and, like, the river was toxic. That's wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was a small island, right? But, like, yeah, they, they did all kinds of stuff. Um, 
Plus, like, there was a dude whose job was to, like, shovel the pits out. Like, bathroom pits. Ooh. They'd be like, no, it has to go there. And he's like, I'm going to shovel it out. And people would use that manure to, like, take care of, like, put it onto the fields. I know that, like, different cultures had different ideas on, like, manure and, like, night soil to, like, used for enriching fields. Depends on the place. Um, yeah. Weird stuff. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Not to go on a complete tangent so, about... Well, they say that, that they're gonna capture Momo in three days. Three days! Which, That's crazy. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. I don't know. I mean, you would, you think maybe they got a... Kyoichiro at least has maybe a plan in place to try and... He has to, right? It's got to be something where he's... I feel like Momo's apology is going to throw like a, a wrench into his initial plan. He's like, you know what? This is an ideal, but like the core premise of the plan should work. Let's work around that and then kind of hash out what he needs with the rest of the family. I, I, I want to see that war room kind of table discussion for the family. Yeah. Like, really badly. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that would be gas to get them all, like, at the table, like, how we, you know, just cooking, like, how are we going to do this? That would be really tight. Mm -hmm. I think that's about all I had for this chapter, though. I thought it was kind of weird that, um... Momo had a tie that had his children's faces on it. Yeah. I was like, that's that's a little creepy. It's like, you ever see those guys, they get tattoos of, like, their kids, but the art is always, like, jacked up, and their kids look like Gollum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, yeah, like that, that level. Or, like, uh, I knew a dude in college, and his gr college girlfriend got him, like, a shirt with her face on it, like, super jumbo, like... The whole pattern of the shirt was just her face on it. And I was like, is that a gag gift? And he was like, no, it's not. And I really didn't appreciate you saying that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't blame you. I just, I just don't appreciate it. It's like, yeah, that's fair. I get yeah, that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's it for Sakum uh, Yozakura for me. Yeah, me too. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get into the last chapter of the night. Chapter 358 of My Hero Academia. The guy who's made some progress. And, um, big Shigaraki this chapter, kind of. I mean, not a huge, like, Shigaraki chapter, but it was a really strong My Hero chapter overall, in my opinion. I think, mm -hmm. you know, you obviously agree because you said it's pretty much your chapter of the week, but, uh, not only did we get like a lot of fire action panels and you know a lot of cool um just attack panels defense panels movement panels but we also get some really hard-hitting dialogue from shigaraki here and it's always so fire when he gets in his bag because he just like so thoroughly tears down the system in every facet right in a way mm -hmm. that makes the heroes you know he's spitting to have to confront their ideology in a way that they you know may never have had to before um, so that's always really gas. That's always super gas. 
I think it's interesting how his his arguments have gotten better. Yeah. <clears throat> or at least the veneer of it, like, right? Like the angle of which his words hit sound better. But Ooh. when you look at like what he's actually saying, and you're like, you know what? You make about as much as sense as you would when you're conferring everything as video games and being a little nerd, you know? Yeah. Where he's like, you know, he's saying what he wants to say so that he feels justified in what he does. I mean, it sounds outlandish, um, but like he is speaking from experience, and like the system is fucked, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a tricky position, right? To wield something's imperfection and mm-hmm. say that that is enough reason for you to be wrong, right? But. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why I love the dialogue yeah. that we get from Bakugo, kind of in turn, right? Where mm-hmm. uh, he not only reflects on his past indiscretions when it comes to, like, the Deku situation, which obviously, you know, we all know about, um, and his growth because of that, and basically says, like, look, you know, I've taken all this to heart already. I've acknowledged this, and I've, I've, I'm trying to move, you know, move on and grow from this, this shitty person that I was and this, you know, these things that I did in the past. Um, and like, yeah, we know the system isn't perfect, but like me and a few others are trying to work on it. We're trying to move forward and we're trying to build on, you know, what we know is right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but what you guys are doing and how you guys are going about it is just not okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's basically what he's saying in a more Bakugo way. So like, I felt that, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because like... They're talking about, like, you know, pretty words of, like, giving rise to a world of my own, or one beyond me entirely. Appearance, form, function, for worlds split beyond any hope of status quo. All that awaits is schism and destruction. And, like, he wanted to be saying, like, under my rule, all will be united as the exploited class all will be equal. And I'm like, you're not including yourself in that. You're above that. Mm. Um, and it's like, what a twisted form of world peace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that might that could be the all for one talking or, or maybe mm-hmm. uh, the Shigaraki. I think it's, Who knows? I think it's the fusion. Because the difference in the, the dialogue bubbles, which has been the most indicative thing we've had so far of the change in personality within Shigaraki, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, some of his bubbles this chapter are those and some are not. And honestly, those ones where he's kind of spitting in, you know, page six to seven, really, you know, like that dialogue that seems like some more all-for-one-esque dialogue, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially juxtaposed with the dialogue that we get from on, on page five, you know, he's like, oh, the more all-for-one quirk, uh, the more the all-for-one quirk takes root within me, the more my body adapts to the legion of stockpiled quirks within, along with various environmental factors. But he's like, my body's kind of searching and groping for the ideal form, right? Um, and then right after that, I don't know, it seems like he kind of switches but it could it could still be Shigaraki more so than all for one but we do know that both of these personalities are kind of vying for control in a way you know 
I think it's fused because like it's got Shigaraki's like impulse, but like with all for one's vocabulary. All for one's control like vocabulary and like composure it seems. And then just like Shigaraki's dis- the disdain for what Shigaraki feels is the system comes with the, the but then like given eloquence through all for one's vocab through all for one's vocabulary you know mm-hmm. I think the eloquence comes through mm, the wanting to rule the world still seems more like a all for one type of bit but they seem stable you know because like Shigaraki is more known for his like mental instability, right? This this Shigaraki is very placid, very like collected, and sh- like sure that they're going to win. Yeah. So I think that like currently AFO is kind of running the show, but there's still a little jag on those uh bubbles. So like. It's not one and done. It's still like percentages in flux. Yeah. For sure. Man, I love Bakugo's kind of like sweat powered like backup system. Yeah, the uh Strafe The suppressive Panza. heavy mobile unit strafe panzer. Hell yeah. Dude, that was cool, and I like that that's part of his light outfit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because he, he was, he, because he, like, his suit bulked up, but it felt lighter, you know? It felt compact, mm-hmm. despite, like, his original outfit was, like, skin tight with just, like, the arm and, like, knee guards. I think it's just because, like, the volume of, like, the wrist guards and stuff shrank you know, kind of like evened out. Yeah, the wrist guards we did kind of note that they seemed smaller, and um, now I like that we get this look at them again because we were speculating in a, a chapter or two ago that uh, NG Endeavors um, was kind of looking forward and seeing them in the future, and we mm-hmm. saw what looked like the stun grenades on Bakugo's wrist. And we were like, yeah, oh, does he have those like now that. or does he still have the fragmentations? He's got the When pineapples. was the last time we saw him? He's got the still he's got the pineapple, the fragmentation ones, so mm-hmm. that definitely was like a future Bakugo. I don't know, it's it's off topic, but I mean I like up. that though, because it's like it kind of shows that each person's vision of who someone could be or like what they see in them is different. And yeah. I think it's really interesting that, like, when, like, you see All for One view his, like, quirks, right? They are rarely people with, like, deep impressions or features, right? But, like, barely detailed at all because he doesn't actually care. Whereas, like, Endeavor could, like, see clearly who he thought they would be. Yeah. And even Deku, like, you know, he has a clear vision of his vestige um his his past quirk users because he you know he does care he's gotten to know them and he's you know learned from them 
Whereas, you know, like you said, all for one is like, you're just a quirk to me. I don't even care. Yeah. His interest in them is extremely superficial. Mm -hmm. um, I love the... I can't wait to see this to be animated, to be honest. Because, like... Oh, yeah. The surfing on a giant surging wave of your own arm is, A, weird to think about, and B, just like... Oh, God. I saw people posting memes of, like... Like... Oh, God. What is it called? This is, uh... Well, dumb meme people. Wojaks. They had, the, like, the guy, like, sur silver surfering on his own brain. Ooh. Like... Reads the reads Lord of the Rings once extended edition. You know that kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Shigaraki <clears throat> on page five here. He's riding the hands. That's crazy. Yeah, and watching him on like page uh, one as well. Like he's just doing that thing. Hell yeah. Um, I just like how like wild and like three D dynamic the the battle is. Like I'm appreciating that that's the case, and so like the team that they chose for this fight really get to shine their abilities. Yeah. I love that. Like they really they took time to like shut down specific quirks and abilities to like frame the fight they did all this and now it's paying off and i love it like that's like great prep i like watching these specific like customly chose teams to like fight in this position i like the little sport coming out of like Mirko's leg the the little backup leg that they got i love uh edge shots like bits to times to shine because i we normally don't see that guy's stuff like we've seen kamui woods right like handful of times we haven't seen edge shot like really pop off much he's like i only you know do the things when i have to strike that kind of guy yeah hits him with the pulp thread throttle dude his power is scary yeah like it's hits super you with that lethal. lung puncture real quick and you're just like <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, I'm glad you're one of the good guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for real. His power could be abused so, so quickly. Like, it's tearing through those arms. Just whip through a That's... bank and fucking pierce everybody's heart real quick. Nobody would even know what happened. Mm-hmm. Like... Like if he, like like if he was like a proper ninja, if he was an assassin or something, man, like you'd be toast. It would be it'd be brutal. Yeah. Um. The thing that I thought was the most important in this chapter was kind of um a multi-chapter thing. I thought that this was great juxtaposition following the Endeavor fight because Bakugo was his generation's potential Endeavor, right? Like, he could have been that kid that grew up to be a flawed adult who caused a lot of harm and suffering, right? Like, that was kind of the point, right? Like, if you make mistakes when you're young and you become a flawed adult, 
it's still not too late to be an adult who does the right thing and then immediately following up to a kid who has like the same potent, same kind of life path looming ahead of him and be like, hey, you're young. And even if you were a shitty kid, there's still a chance to be a kid who does good things, right? Like I thought that was like a really nice touch and like great parallel for that. It was very satisfying because like normally... I don't like Bakugo as a plot character. He's they softened, like the more ridiculous like rage, out of him, for a lot of things. Because well, he's is grown. Great. Yeah, he's grown exactly, and so I appreciate that. But like, I hate really loud characters sometimes. It's just like I'm a pretty chill dude. I don't need that kind of volume in my life. <laughs> right, I feel that. I've always fucked with Bakugo really hard as a character, and I've I've loved watching him grow and, and mm-hmm. learn through his experience and his interaction with Deku especially and I've loved to watch their kind of their dynamic develop into a more respectful you know best friend comrade peers dynamic. yeah like real peers man and peers, I, yeah, I, really. I appreciate Bakugo like I appreciate the position that he filled within the story and the idea that like yeah we can be on the same team that doesn't mean we have to like each other kind of thing because like it's just like any other job right like they've they said heroism is both an ideal and a profession there is a venn diagram there there is overlap and there are places where either side is lacking Mm -hmm. and i i appreciate that you know i i think that in a world with superpowers that would be kind of inherently violent and people are judged by their abilities which are somehow reflective of their personalities as well um so like if someone doesn't like doesn't accept you because of your quirk they're basically rejecting you for who you are right like that's deeply hurtful for a child Mm -hmm. or adults um i don't know i just think that like troubled kids would be way more common than well-adjusted ones in a world like that. So I think that Bakugo is a very important kind of character to have. Yeah. Hell yeah. How it's your impact like cluster. Dude. I can't wait to see, like, you know, what, what, if anything, it does. I mean, he doesn't have the healing factor, so if he gets this big move off on him, you know, he could he could definitely land a big significant blow here. Yeah, I don't know, man, because, like, I'm waiting for, because, like, what if the arms splatter around, right? And he has a bunch of, like, meat and bones sticking around, like, like splattered all over. Meat Clumps and bones. stuff. So, yeah. but, like, yeah, they have that, right? Like, it would be terrain that isn't co- controlled by the group, right? They would have to send that flesh outside the cage. Otherwise, he could use it to break line of sight. And then, like, I don't know, regenerate. And then maybe, I don't know, he probably has, like, some kind of, like, a marrowkinesis ability. And so, like, the the bones that were broken and splattered all over the place sitting in those piles of flunch are going to, like, twist and, like sharpen and like become like branching drills like attacking people like i'm expecting because something of the growth like factor that. 
because of the growth factor and then like him weaponizing you know the parts of his body laying around he's like well you know i, I create these like claws out of bone so i can just control that part of me that like the cells aren't completely dead right well like, he can't really he can't really harness any quirks right now still because of aizawa still hitting him with erasure yeah but i feel like he might use the clumps of his own body to break line of sight oh so i see what you mean yeah yeah and then like weaponize the scattered clumps further and i feel like i'm just waiting for that to happen and then they'll be, be like, we have to, like, jettison all of the flesh. And it'd be like, okay, cool, but now there's massive gaps in the floor. Be careful. Massive gaps in the floor, wow. And, you know, you never know, Yayorozu and them might start running out of stamina. They might stop mm -hmm. being able to make the floor panels. Mm -hmm. Kaminari yeah. and them, you know. Gotta think it's about how long they can power this, which is, what they're which is what they were touching on, you know. While, yep. uh... Bakugo said Sticks it while, while, we still, while we still got all these people, you know, supporting us. We got to finish this. I think it's going to go really poorly. I, I loved I loved the art, though. Super crisp. I, I loved the fact, like, on page three, you could see Best Genus, like, just surf rope. Yeah. Best Genus is sick with it, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's actually super dope. And yeah, Mirko, really like, like you said, kind of running across the, uh, running along the the skin or the uh, the 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 hand growth Arm? branch thing. Arm? And uh, best genus was actually grabbing Bakugo by the arm and whipping him in that same panel with uh, Mirko. Hey, whipping him out of the way of one of the uh, arms. Ah, I see it now. Yeah, some fire choreography this chapter, man. But I don't know that I, I don't know. I don't think I really had much else to touch on. Um, weird parallel. Um, the fact that Shigaraki's body is super fluid, and on page ten it touches on how Sludge had Bakugo near death, and. Midoriya came to save him. I think mm -hmm. that's, you know, foreshadowing another parallel. So it's only gonna get worse before it gets better. True, true. Maybe he uh, goes for his eyes then, because if you remember, the thing that fucked Sludge up was that Midoriya's book hit him in the eye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The one part of him that was actually fucking vulnerable. Yeah, because it kept rearranging. Hell yeah, but I think that's, like I said, that's about all I had for my hero this week. Mm -hmm. It was a good week, brief week. I'm looking forward to seeing what Oda and uh, what we get in the next One Piece and Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm, one Piece back next a issue? Week. Um, is it? I haven't read July. Read the... should be July. Uh, I don't know. Probably I... the one after. Probably it's probably the 15th. It's going to be the one after this coming. Mm. Um, That's okay. They're near the ends of their series. Like, you got to do handle those endings with care because, like, you don't want something to have, like, the Game of Thrones effect where you're like, hey, we had something great. 
major cultural conversation piece becomes dead air with for a while like within a year you know yeah that's wild yeah it literally went from i was just talking with somebody about this like today or yesterday actually funnily enough like literally somebody that i used to talk about game of thrones with week in and week out as soon as the episode was over we would have conversations about it and uh we were like man it's crazy how oh and it was because the uh house of the dragon is coming out it's a it's a game of thrones spinoff about um the targaryens okay and so we were talking about just like yeah it's crazy how something can go from literally being a cultural worldwide phenomenon phenomenon, talked about you know across the world day in and day out trending on twitter every time an episode drops to literally never being talked about in anything but a negative light fading into absolute obscurity nothingness you know like could have been could have been the one of the greatest last legendary seasons. what was that sorry no yeah go ahead sorry i was just saying like on one hand like could have been one of the most legendary tv series to in history to nothingness it's just like wow yeah became a yeah a faux pas people were like i've had a conversation about game of thrones and the last five times, it's all about like, wow, they really fucked up an ending. And weren't they given the ending? Like, how did they fuck up so badly when the whole shit was written? Yeah. Well, it wasn't written. They did take a lot of creative license in the, you know, uh, because the last thing that the books actually covered, I think, was, I think everything after Jon Snow waking up. Um, spoilers, I guess, if you're not fucking current. On <laughs> spoilers, if you like. Um, everything after Jon Snow waking up, I believe, from death was kind of creative license on the author's part. Like, it wasn't necessarily covered in the books yet because he still hasn't finished the book series. True, um, true. And so it was a noted thing, like, yeah, you know, it was stated or from early on the endings would be different, but they took so much creative license and they actually rushed it to a fucking end because they wanted to they rushed it. go yeah, do Disney contract that Disney shit money. that they fucking... And then Disney was like, nah. You fucked it up so badly. No. Get out of here. Yeah. So Don't lose us money. Good riddance, fuck d yeah. They ruined what was one of my favorite TV series ever and turned it into <laughs> nothing. And yeah. Show's got to be handled with care all the way through, you know? Hell yeah. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for my hero tonight. And I think that will do it for this episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Thank you all so much for watching. If you did, be sure to slap a like on this video if you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to the channel for more Fire-Ass Weekly content. Also, um, leave a comment down in the comment section below. You know, let us know what you thought of this weekend jump overall. If you thought we missed anything or anything like that. Also, let us know what series you want on the sixth slot on the main show here um and yeah take a look at the description box down below you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts like twitter online communities like discord audio listening platforms to consume the podcast on as well as the link to our patreon if you'd like to support what we do even more than you do already by just watching it um we would appreciate and uh yeah with that This will be another stupendous episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Wrapping up, I'm your host, Eagle. And I'm Melianus. 
Peace. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.